When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast. A podcast about all things spiritual, mystical, witchy, and woo-woo, designed for the modern babe. Each week, we will dive deep into the nitty-gritty of ancient energy systems and modern-day modalities. This podcast is for the dreamers, visionaries, changemakers, and risk-takers. Life's too short to be boring, so be prepared for fresh opinions, taboo topics, and unfiltered conversations. We created this podcast because we're obsessed with elevating and expanding our lives. We want to bring you along as we unearth helpful practices and topics that you can utilize to do the same. So if you're ready for some fun, jump in, turn up the volume, and let your co-hosts, Brittany Donalds and Aaron Munoz, guide you through the universe. Hi guys, how are you? Happy Thursday. We have a little bit of a different episode for you today. Erin has been sick lately and um, her voice hasn't been um, back to normal yet and she's a little stopped up. So today is my first solo episode and I have to admit I was really nervous. I like having kind of the banter and energy of somebody else in the room, but I do find that when I'm scared of something or nervous, it's exactly what I need to be doing. So I'm stepping out on a limb and doing the episode that I had scheduled for us both to do. I'm doing it by myself and I added in a little bit more information. So hopefully this won't be too short of a podcast, but... I think it'll still be a good one. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to discuss some of the lessons that I have learned in 2020. And before you, you know, worry about that it's all going to be COVID or virus related, um, it is not, but it is going to cover some things that came from that that I'm truly grateful for. So I won't uh, beat around the bush too much, and let's just jump in. A lot of these are going to be very growth and confidence-minded because I feel like that's where I 
grew the most, which is kind of crazy thinking that, you know, while I was stuck at home, confidence and growth were such a big lesson for me, but it has been. So number one, everyone has an opinion about literally everything. And after seeing everything that was going on with the virus and politics and the election and you know, masks and all sorts of stuff, stimulus packages, everything that everyone did seemed to be under a magnifying glass for their friends, family, audiences, followers, whatever that is. And I think that there's a a way that it ends up becoming very you know, it, it really can tear people down for obvious reasons. It doesn't feel good to be confronted with conflicting opinions all the time. And you, if you aren't uh, able to kind of put up a wall or to process it and move through it, it can be very disheartening. And while I didn't struggle with anything in that, you know, sense of like my confidence. Um, If anything, I think my confidence grew. I did see other, you know, people, friends, influencers having that kind of struggle. And the reason that this is a lesson is just more so that to be aware that everyone does have an opinion. And I follow someone, her name's Sarah Hill, and she... It's, she's a photographer on Instagram, and she's also in Monet is how I came about her. But just in general, I really enjoy her content. But she posted this thing actually the other day that kind of hit the nail on the head about what I was feeling about this lesson. And she had – I think she was boiling eggs. She was making hard-boiled eggs, and she had put a question on her Instagram story asking people to – um how long they they like to boil an egg or what's the optimal time for a hard-boiled egg. And she ended up sharing the responses she got. And while some people, you would think her question was just, how many minutes do you boil a hard-boiled egg? Um, and there were people that were like, four minutes, eight minutes, you know, rolling boil for 10 minutes, cool water for two, you know, kind of that. But there was also so many people that even chimed in with things that had nothing to do with the actual time that it took to boil eggs. There were people that said, you know, add baking soda to the water for easier peeling. There were people that talked about cooking it in an Instapot. Other people that talked about, I don't know, something called an eggy or whatever, another contraption to boil eggs. Some people talked about boiling them in the microwave. And It is funny that even when you're looking for as simple as something as how many minutes do you boil an egg, people have their opinions and views and even want to offer a way of quote-unquote doing it better, even if that's not necessarily better for you. Because who knows? Like, I mean, Sarah's a millionaire for money, so she has the money, but maybe she didn't have – if she was somebody that didn't have the money to go out and buy – a hundred dollar instant pot or, um, you know, didn't have a microwave in her home. So couldn't do it that way or was out of baking soda, like all things that she wasn't asking for. And she didn't ask, you know, what's your favorite way to make a hard boiled egg. She asked, what is the optimal time for you to make a hard boiled egg? So 
I thought that was really interesting and just kind of hit the nail on the head when I was kind of thinking about, you know, everybody does have an opinion and that's fine. You're allowed to. But as a person, you don't have to take all of those opinions in. That doesn't have to be something that you, you know, the next time you're (laughs) boiling your eggs on the stove that you feel bad because you didn't do it this way or maybe you're doing it quote unquote the old way by boiling versus an Instapot or the microwave or the eggy or whatever the hell it was called. So I thought that that, I, I don't know, it just like really, I mean, it made me smile just because it had been something I'd been thinking about, but it it is something for people to take and hopefully learn from that just because people have different opinions or ways to do things, you don't have to feel bad or wrong or less than if you do it the way that you were intending to do. And that's not to say you shouldn't be open to other ideas, but if that's not something you're into right now, you don't have to, and you can kind of take everyone else's opinions with a grain of salt. So the other flip side of that is with everything that's going on, uh, politically and the news and the media and everything that happened even last year, even if you take away what's been going on with, you know, big tech and Trump and all of that, you don't want to create a bubble of yourself, uh, you know, that it's an echo chamber of everything that you believe in. And this is a little bit different than the egg story. It's more so, you know, I have very strong beliefs about not eating meat. And I have a lot of people in my life that I care about that eat meat. And I could create an echo chamber and start to distance myself from those people or even, you know, make them feel bad about their choices because that's my belief system, not because what they believe is wrong, but based off of my belief system. And I think we all know We've all met an angry vegan before. I try to do everything in my power to be the opposite of that. But it is extremely easy in things where we think it's black and white to create an echo chamber. And I do think there are places that you can find kind of, you know, for instance, I found somebody, you know, I'm just using vegan as an example because that's something that's very pertinent to my life. Um, what is her name? It's the kindest plate on Instagram. And she models the same viewpoints that I would like to have as a vegan. Sometimes, you know, I wish people would eat less meat and dairy, but her way of going about it is to never shame or guilt somebody, but to allow them you know, the grace to make the decisions on their own. So, and she comes from a place of love. And I really think that that's, um, you know, something that I strive for. So you can find people out there that come from an understanding place and not necessarily an agreement place, but people that can come from an understanding place versus a hateful place. So I encourage you to find individuals For any kind of viewpoints, religious, political, lifestyle, health, um, you know, anything under the sun that you're into, if the, the viewpoints that you have are causing more divisiveness in your life, 
if it's dividing you from people that you love or things, you know, that cause disagreements in your life, I really, really want to encourage you because it's something I will continue to do to find somebody or find a group or a influencer or somebody on Instagram or Facebook that can help you come from a more loving understanding place. Again, that doesn't mean that you agree, but that you can look and see other people's viewpoints because everybody does have an opinion and it's your right to have beliefs and values that align with yourself, but it's not your right to go around being hateful and making people feel bad about whatever they choose and in whatever part of their life. So everybody has an opinion. That's fine. But coming from an understanding place would make the world a lot better of a place. And one example I can give you, if you're looking for a kind of a, I I guess, like a non-partisan or non-really like politically driven account is a woman called, um, it's at Sharon Says So on Instagram. And she comes from a very fact-based kind of viewpoint. And the like crazy stuff that happens on her account is that super conservative people, super liberal people can all kind of gather and take in the information that she has in a neutral place of just learning what's going on. Not necessarily giving a fact or reasoning behind it, but a very neutral fact. She calls it the fact revolution. She only reports on facts, not why something may have happened, but how it happened, for instance, like how they got into the Capitol for everything that went on last week. So she's just like an example. There's obviously other beliefs and values that cause people to get riled up. I mean, people get riled up about the the silliest stuff. So just look, it's out there. You can find it. You know, like I said, I gave a couple of examples of people that I look up to, to try to emulate and to be more like in that understanding and non-aggressive way. I don't ever think I'm necessarily a hateful person, but I can, you know, be very set in my ways. So that's something that I'm that I learned from 2020 and it's continuing, um, you know, a lesson that's continuing to, that I'm continuing to learn this year. So, okay. The second one, this one's a little bit lighter, but mindset is key. And I mean that across the board with everything. I mean, Mindset of being stuck at home in lockdown, mindset of dealing with scary financial situations if you're like, you know, my boutique had to close for those couple of months or in the end we ended up closing the storefront and going completely online or, you know, worrying if Levi was going to keep his job, you know, and and we had it, we were very lucky, excuse me, but it, it played out in a lot of different ways, you know, having mindset with communication between spouses and roommates that you're living with, the mindset of, you know, going from being able to do stuff 24-7 when you wanted to and being stuck at home and not having an outlet. And it really showed me how important stuff like meditation, self-development, working out were all vital for both my happiness and my success and the way that we were able to kind of ride out 
the pandemic, the craziness, the uncertainty, the election, all of that. And I really want you all to at least look into something that you know makes you feel better. So for me, meditation and working out are huge. I know my anxiety can kind of, I don't have like a ton of anxiety, but I can feel that kind of like, you know, anxious energy. Not so much that I'm thinking about stuff, but I know that I have a um, a shorter fuse, for instance. And we worked out at home. We set up our garage. We would go for runs outside. Um, we actually just went back to the gym, I don't know, in December. We had kept our membership but didn't go back and just worked out outside or at home. I meditate a lot. And if that's not helping you or you haven't found your outlet, it's totally okay, totally acceptable, no questions asked to go talk to a mental health provider, a counselor, a therapist, a doctor, a, you know, a minister, whatever whatever feels right to you. Um, I think those things are huge. And if there's anything we've, you know, kind of learned, mindset and mental health is huge. And I want you all to do what you need to do. If it's not cutting it, eating healthy and working out, like you're still feeling it or meditation, or you just can't get out of a funk, like talk to somebody, you know, even, even if you don't think it's at a professional level, like finding the friend that you can confide in or the family member. But if not, like if you don't have that in your life, that's okay. Go find somebody that you can talk to that app. Um, what is it called? Uh, Oh, Talkspace. There's an app you can do FaceTimes and text messages with therapists and counselors, and they specialize in everything under the sun. So I really, really want to emphasize how important it is. I took a big, deep breath there because I can't kind of explain how important mindset and mental health is. Mindset for me, my is kind of where my mental health comes into play. I'm a huge proponent of self-development. So I'm constantly reading books, working on things, hiring coaches, talking to Levi, talking to my friends. Like I'm an over communicator. I probably talk too much, which is fine. I don't really care. It's how I process. So if you don't have that in your life, find it. It's out there. Um, And if you ever need anything, send me a message because I will – talk you through anything I can as far as, you know, things that I can help with. Obviously, like mental health and things like that. Um, I really think you, you know, could benefit from a professional. But if you're, you know, having a career question or a friendship or dating advice, send me a message. I love it. I, I will talk you through it, send voice messages, tell, you know, help you telling that guy to go fuck off or the friend that's bothering you know, not communicating with you, whatever, those kind of things I'm here for you. So definitely pay attention to your mental health and mindset. It's huge. I think on another either, I haven't decided, I'm either going to do a Instagram live or I'll talk to Aaron and see if we want to do a favorite book um, or favorite self-development books and recommend some of those because books are golden nuggets for sure. Number three, there's always room for opportunity. And what I mean by that is even though it was 
a nutty year. And I can't believe I'm even saying that because I hate, I feel like I've heard that kind of, um, description all the time. The, oh, we know 2020 was an insane year. Yeah, it's obvious. But with everything being shut down, with my boutique being closed to the public, you know, with being stuck at home, there was still ways for me and and Levi to find opportunity out there. It wasn't that everything stopped and we weren't able to continue to grow and pursue things. So we took the boutique, you know, really ramped things up online. We um, have talked about Gypsy several times. That was actually something that came out of kind of the quarantine period or the period right after where we were allowed to be in small groups of six or less. And, um, you know, we were able to bring that to fruition. That was huge and is an income earner for us. Um, I started with Monate last, uh, I guess it was last winter and I've been making, I started making money from that. It's going well. I know Erin started with Saint last year and she's been making money off of that. She's also been working on opening up her own salon. So, um, it's possible if you can get into, (laughs) refer back to, Number two, if you can get into the right mindset, opportunities everywhere, you just have to be open to it. So that one's pretty short and sweet, but it is just a shift in perspective that you can find all the doom and gloom, or you can choose to see what you can do out of that. Because having the ability to, for instance, be home more, to do things for Gypsy, or to plan events, or to work on my Monate business... Those were all very driven by the fact that COVID changed things for the boutique and my full-time career, and I was able to do other things. And the same for everyone else because they weren't traveling for work or Aaron wasn't going into the salon or Laura, our other business partner, wasn't taking pictures. We were able to build something amazing. So it's totally possible. Flip the mindset, look for the opportunity, and it will find you. That one's pretty pretty short and simple. Number four. So I think a lot of people probably came across um, that Marie Kondo show or did some form of home, you know, organization or cleanup. And I definitely did that as well. But I also did it not just in my home, but kind of in my life. And it's something that I've been continuing to do. And I call it editing. So editing my life. So that could be editing my closet, editing my beauty products, my um, shoes, my Tupperware, whatever. But that also comes to editing and cleaning out friendships or relationships, businesses, um, anything you know, social media, things like that, that aren't working for me anymore. So one day I went through and if I either didn't, wasn't lit up by what you were saying on social media or the way that you interacted or came across, I unfollowed you. If I didn't love a jacket anymore that I just had and was keeping around because I had spent, you know, a decent amount of money on it, I donated it. If I decided to get rid of all like 
plastic Tupperware. I like using glass. I went through and did all of that. And there's something super therapeutic about kind of cleaning that out and giving yourself this little bit of a fresh start in those areas that feels really kind of liberating and it almost just takes a load off your shoulders. So I can't stress enough both the actual like cleanup, how that can make you feel just happy, like looking in, looking in your, like for instance, I did our um, medicine cabinet and I love it. I know where everything's at. I can easily grab it. I don't have to go through it, but it can also just like energetically make you feel good. So, you know, letting go of a friendship that's no longer serving you or like I said, removing social media accounts that don't really light you up. It feels so good to not either be triggered or um, annoyed about something like opening your closet and everything falling out or whatever. And it's something that I'm going to continue to do. I love donating stuff to charities. I love um, making space so I'm not like shoving stuff into something. And I like energetically making space as well. So make sure, you know, every quarter to go through your closet and your friend list as far as your social media or even your real life friends. Like you don't necessarily have to donate them and completely get rid of them, but stop reaching out to the friend that's the, you know, energy suck that always feels draining or that's full of drama. Stop, you know, buying stuff that you hope you wear, but you know, you're not going to, um, you know, just really thinking about the kind of person you want to be and the kind of life that you want to live. The kind of life I want to live is that I have a closet full of things that I absolutely adore or that I know that the people in my life are enriching it and not draining it. And I love social media. I know social media gets this like horrible rap and that people seem to hate it for, and rightfully so. There's a lot of stuff that happens, but I have like really amazing like internet best friends that I've never met that I talk to every day if not multiple times a day or that have added something to my life or that I learn from daily like you can make it something beautiful you just have to put in a little bit of work and be conscious about it and that can kind of apply to everything you can make your you know one thing I did was I love kind of a neutrally palette when it comes to my clothes 98% of the time. And I will go out and I will randomly decide, I'm like, oh, I want to wear more red. And I'll go buy a red shirt. And I've worn the red shirt once, maybe twice. And it takes up space in my closet. And it's kind of like, why did I do that? Why did I spend the money on it? Why am I, you know, kind of going through this cycle versus just knowing like, Hey, I really like neutrals. I love like, you know, blacks, whites, um, browns and burnt orange and green. Like that, that's kind of my palette and why I keep like thinking I'm going to wear red when I don't wear red. And so I haven't bought red in like probably since last, um, um, Valentine's day. So, all that to say that once you can kind of clean something up, it almost like sets a standard for you that you don't allow things that don't serve you to be in your, your aura. And it, it 
really does feel good. So editing is my new thing. I shouldn't say new. I've been doing it since quarantine of February of last year. I think it's sticking around. We're at a year now. So if you haven't done that, and I know it can be super daunting, and one of the things is it gets worse before it gets better, but it feels so good once it's done, let me tell you. So um, I think that that is a big one. And I hit on it and said standards, and that's my last lesson. So I didn't really have a way to, I at first didn't know how I was going to word it. And then I listened to a podcast with Ed Milet as a guest the other day, and his wording was perfect. So he said, you get your standards, not your goals. And at first I was kind of like, what? Like, no, you can like have goals to like make your standards higher. But the thing is, your goals don't come until your standards do. And it was kind of one of those mic drop full, you know, full moments that kind of came back in and like hit me in the head. And I was like, oh, damn. So for instance, let's say you want to lose 10 pounds. You don't get to the goal of losing 10 pounds by having and setting a goal. You get to the goal by having standards to be somebody who works out five days a week and eats fruits and vegetables and drinks their water and, you know, limits alcohol. Like, that's one, that's your standard. You are a person. Your standard is that you are a person that works out and eats well. You don't get to the goal of, you know, earning, you know, six figures in your business Because you write that you want $100,000 in your business. You get to it by becoming the person that has the standards of showing up every day at their job and putting in the effort and being the one that spearheads a project or, you know, shows up even when they don't want to or thinks outside the box, whatever it is. You know, you get that by becoming that person and being that standard. You, you know, even something as simple as like, you know, being, you're somebody that's late and you don't get that by just saying, oh, I don't want to be late anymore. You get it by being the person that thinks about like, okay, I'm always running late to my gym class every morning. I'm setting my alarm 15 minutes earlier and that way I can make it there. Like that is your standard. Your standard is that you're on time because you make the effort to, because you take the steps to. And I don't know if that's going to like click or land the way it did with me, but it was huge. And one thing that I've started doing because he was talking about how confidence is made and confidence is made by making and keeping promises to yourself. So making the promise that you're setting your alarm 15 minutes earlier and you're getting up when it goes off And I don't think he even actually said this example, but one of the things for me is we don't have like a set time. We have to be at the gym. We try to be there by seven every morning. And sometimes like I'll just kind of snooze because I am tired and we'll get there at like 710 and it will cut our workout 10 minutes short. And we both like having a 45 minute workout and we don't work out necessarily together, but we go to the same gym and I have started, I'm like, what kind of person am I that I can't even keep the smallest, simplest promise to myself that, hey, 
I'm setting this alarm because this is what time I want to get up. And then the next morning, not even 24 hours later, I'm hitting snooze and being like, no, I can't even keep that promise to myself. Since I heard that podcast, I've been setting, um, I would set my alarm 35 minutes earlier because I knew I was going to hit snooze three times. And now I get to set it 20 minutes later and I have been getting up when the alarm goes off. Like it, I don't know. It was just a very kind of full circle moment for me. And I'm playing that out in a bunch of different ways. For instance, like I have a big goal with Monate and that requires me to have the standard of being that person already showing up, being there for my team, putting in the time and effort, being the kind of individual that I know that my you know, higher self would be. And so I hope that one helps you guys hit it and understand you don't get your goals, you get your standards. So let me know if you have any questions. That one was huge for me. That's all I have. I hope you guys liked those. If you, you know, have any lessons you learned, I'd love to hear them and see what's going on with you. I may or may not in the future do solo episodes. I was kind of worried that this one wouldn't be long enough, but here we are over 30 minutes. So I think we're doing okay. And maybe I'll do some more. So if you have any solo episode ideas, let me know. But hopefully Erin is feeling better soon. She doesn't have COVID. She just has a head cold. So she was tested. Um, But hopefully she's feeling better soon and we're back in action next week. Other than that, I hope you guys have a good week and I look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast. If you like this episode, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. After all, like energy attracts like energy, so keep the good vibes coming. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.